Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 11. Verse 45 of John 11 says, Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things which Jesus had done. Certainly it's clear that the Bible was never written to satisfy one's curiosity. We're left to our own imagination as to just what went on with Lazarus during the time he was there in the grave, just as Tennyson said. You can only wonder what it was that he said to his sisters upon his return. It seems our Lord only provided what we need to know. He always only provides what we need to know, not always what we want to know, what our curiosity seeks. The Bible is indeed silent on this issue, where Lazarus was, and just as the Bible is indeed silent on many things, in such we should be silent too, I guess. Trust in God to manifest his individual direction to each of his children. Verse 45 cracks the door on this mysterious miracle. It shows that the fences, or excuse me, the focuses, was not on Lazarus, but rather upon Christ and his kingdom. You see, many saw what Jesus did and they believed in him. And I think we would do well to take notice of that. It serves to remind us that everything is not about us, gang. Jesus was dealing with a much, much bigger picture and it explains why he did what he did. You see, sometimes he delays for greater purpose. Now, baby Christians, they don't understand this. I guess like all babies, they care only about themselves. Baby Christians want their stomachs full and their diapers changed. They want to be satisfied. It is the mature saint who not only accepts the Lord's work, but accepts his timing. And he also embraces both. A sure sign of Christian maturity is the embracing of the, quote, to God be the glory no matter what that means to my life, end quote, aspect of faith. Generally, we tend to think we need more stuff, don't we? But Jesus has reminded us that he is our bread. We can seek some mystical religious experience to guide us in some supernatural method, but Jesus reminds us that He is the way. He is the answer. Not some thing, not some event. Even in the hard times of testing. After all, remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They found Jesus in the middle of the fire. Please note verse 46 before we go on. Some will rejoice with Christ. And His children when he's doing some great things in their midst. But strange as it seems, others will actually find uh, that to be such an occasion for division. They will attack Christ and his followers instead. Times of blessings will reveal a person's heart as well as times of trial, won't it? Some of the people that were there reacted by attacking Jesus and pointing him out to the Pharisees, narking him out, if you will. Jesus said, If one's heart is evil, rebellious, and unbelieving, he will not believe even though he were to see one raised from the dead. 
Verse 47 of our text says, The chief priests, therefore, and the Pharisees gathered around a council and said, What are we doing? For this man does many signs. If we leave him alone like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away our place in our nation. The people, they who were there to witness this miracle, they seem to fit neatly into three categories. Just as surely as they do today, actually, when the power of God is manifest in their midst. Number one, when a miracle is uh, occurs, some believe. Their lives are changed and their faith strengthened, strengthened by the witness of God. Two, some grow bitter and angry. Just like in this passage, I mean, these guys saw the same thing as the first bunch, but it didn't matter. Such things do not phase these folks because you see their hearts are already hardened. Bitterness has already consumed them. John MacArthur says that it is the result of the hardest heart, the callous soul. Show them all of the truth of God there is, and they don't respond to it. They just can't because there's no capacity for them to perceive the truth. The active presence of God does not draw them toward him, but strangely enough, effectively pushes them away. These folks want God on their terms. If they want God at all, and many of them truly do not. They want God's stuff, but not God's presence. They don't want his power, and certainly they don't want his rule in their lives. And the third bunch, this last bunch, they are merely the observers. These are the folks that see it all, and yet they're unbiblical. They have no bitterness in their hearts, nor are they motivated by hate or anger, but they also are not impressed, nor are they worshipful or motivated because of what they witness. All of this intricate view shows us that we have changed little through the ages. I mean, the hearts of men are still the same as they've always been. His way is narrow, gang. Few will find it. The Jewish leaders only condemned themselves by acknowledging that Jesus was indeed working the miraculous. I mean, they admitted what he was doing. It was not that they failed to see what Jesus was or what he was doing. They saw it so very clearly. But their reaction was not to bow to the truth, but rather to attempt to crush it in hopes of making it go away. We might find this to be an absurd reaction of truth if, it were not forced, if we weren't forced to acknowledge that, well, men so often deal with this truth in the same manner today. F.B. Meyer, with a tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> once said, quote, Christianity endangers businesses, undermines profitable but wicked trades, steals away customers from the devil's shrines, attacks vested interests, and turns the world upside down. It is a tiresome, annoying, profit-destroying thing. Yes, indeed. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.